This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I go in every Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. We'd like to wish a special mazel of Hershey Dreyfus, upcoming by mitzvah of his grandson in Florida. May he see much nachas from this grandson and from all of his grandchildren. We'd also like to wish a mazel tov to Rabbi Mrs. Gershon Brafman upon the engagement of their grandson in L.A. Wish him much nachas from him and from all of his children, grandchildren, and extended family. This week's parish, we come across a very difficult uh, story. In my opinion, maybe one of the most difficult stories in Chumash to try to wrap our heads around what happened and more importantly, what, what are we to take from this story. Towards the end, end of this week's parasha, there's so much discussed in this week's parasha, so much halacha, so much details of Shabbos and Yom Tif and what we can and cannot do. And then we come to the end, the last couple of psukim tells us a very unique story. And part of the uniqueness of this story is the lack of details. The Torah tells us about a fellow who went out and his mother was Jewish and his father was Mitzri, so a mixed marriage. And he picked a fight, the Torah tells us, and the next thing we know that this fellow cursed HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He got put into jail, holding cell, ultimately to find out what exactly his punishment was going to be. And the Torah tells us his punishment. And the Torah concludes with him being put to death as described from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Maishu Rabbeinu. Very, very strange story. What are we to make of the story? What are the details of the story? What happened? Why does the Torah only tell us about his mother? Doesn't even tell us who his father was, gives us his mother's name, doesn't tell us who his name was, doesn't tell us who he was fighting with. Very, very vague story. So much to learn from, so many details that we need to pick up on. And Mepharshim point out that Terry doesn't tell us who the fight was with is because at the end of the day, fights never end well. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant who the party is. Fights never end well. We're holding right now in a time where we're trying to work on interpersonal relationships with Adam Lechaveiroi. During the days of mourning of the loss of the students of Akiva, we're trying to work on building relationships. So therefore, the Torah doesn't even bother telling us who he was fighting with. It's irrelevant. The details don't matter because fights never end well. There's nothing good that comes out of fights. We don't want fights. We want to stay clear of fights. But what was this person, this child, this very frustrated kid, what was he so mad about? What was he so upset about? What led him to do something so outrageous, outlandish, something we would never think of? Cursing HaKadosh Baruch How could someone do this? So Rashi quotes numerous pshatim. One of the pshatim Rashi tells us that he was very frustrated, that he wanted, or he felt he deserved part of the shevet done because his mother, who was a Jewish woman, came from the shevet done. He felt he deserved a chelik to be a part of land. He felt that he deserved encampment by done, and the psak didn't go his way. They went to Bezin shevet done, argued, no, your father's not Jewish. At this point, it goes after the after the father, not after the mother. Therefore. <coughs> Excuse me, although your mother's from Shevet Don, you don't deserve to be encamped with Don. And they took it to court. They took it to Maishu Rabbeinu when the Psaq came down negative. The Psaq came down, no, you are not allowed to be encamped with Shevet Don. And this caused him to be so enraged, so upset, so frustrated, so angry, it led him to curse HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But where did that come from? That anger, that resentment, that frustration, that he didn't get his way. That led him to curse HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Many times in life we don't get our way. Many times things don't go the way we want. What, what made this child be so angry, so frustrated that caused him to go to this point? Secondly, the Torah does tell us, Rashi tells us 
a little bit about this woman. When Rashi's describing this woman, Rashi tells us a little bit about who she was. And Rashi says her name was Shalomis Bas Devri. Rashi says, how did she get a name like that? So Rashi says, Shalomis means to have a pitpeter Shalom Alecha. She used to greet everyone. How are you? How are you? Good morning. How's it going? That was who his mom was. Who's Bas Divri, Zagrashi? She was a Dabranis. She was a schmoozer. She used to talk to everyone. So when you read that Rashi, you think to yourself, so that doesn't explain why her child was what he was. Sounds like she was a wonderful, friendly woman. Sounds like she was a nice, good-hearted woman. Like to talk to people, like to make people feel good about themselves. So how could such a woman have such a son like the Mikalo? A son that will go down in history as the cursor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Satmar Rebbe in the Sefer Devayel explains that we're misunderstanding Rashi. I'm not sure how he knows this, the Satmar Rebbe. He doesn't back it up with sources, but I trust him. Writes the Satmar Rebbe that she did talk to people. And she did say hello to people. But she befriended the wrong people, writes the Satmar Rebbe. She was nice to the Rishoyim. To the Rishoyim, she was always always nice to them, always listening to them, always feeling for them. But writes the Satmar Rebbe, when it came to the Tzaddikim, the righteous, she had no patience for them. She didn't care for the righteous. She didn't care for the tzaddikim. She only cared for the rishonim. Perhaps, if I have political permission, she sounds like a modern-day liberal. They always feel terrible, but just for the wrong people. They feel bad for the Palestinians. It's a good place, a good midah, but it's totally misplaced. She only wanted to associate with the bad. The rishonim writes to Satan Rebbe. She didn't want to associate with the tzaddikim. To them, she gave him a cold shoulder. A rabbi walked by cold shoulder. An evildoer walked by all of a sudden, that's my best friend, I'm here to protect you, I'm here to say hello. If a right to Samarebba from a child, this child grew up in a home where he was ingrained with these values. He was ingrained with the values that are Mamish opposite of Torah. He was ingrained with the values that we, we, we show respect and we show concern and compassion to the wrong people. Therefore, it doesn't surprise me when this kid didn't get his way, he blows up on Moshe Rabbeinu because he had no idea who Moshe Rabbeinu was. He had no sensitivity to Moshe Rabbeinu. He didn't care. He wasn't raised with those values. And of course, we're not here to blame parents for their children's mistakes, but we all know the role of a good mother in a Jewish home, giving over true Torah values, the impact it can have on their children. The Ramban said that when he had to leave and his Talmudim would never be able to keep up with him, he said, you'll know when, I'm, when I passed, when you'll see a picture of my mother over, 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 over uh, you'll, you'll see a picture of me by my mother. That will be a sign that I passed. Connection to his mother. What's his mother have to do with anything? The answer is his mother infused in him in a young age, the chashiva satari, chashiva sarakadosh baruch That's the role of a Jewish mother. Unfortunately, this mother did not impart those values to her son. And because she didn't, he led and grew up to be a makal. Now, of course, we are not blaming parents for their children's shortcoming, chas v'sham. We know today it's very difficult to raise children and sometimes children from wonderful homes with wonderful parents. Sometimes go astray because of society, because of the influences, and we're not putting everyone in the same box. But we are definitely pointing out, says the Satmar Rebbe, that this child was influenced in a very negative way. And the child was raised with these warped ideologies, these warped values, which ultimately led him astray to be a Makalo. So we know anything that's bad is almost, is, is always so much Merida Toiva. Anything in the positive is so much better. So if a negative mother can have such a terrible impact on a child, Kol Shekane, a good mother, a mother, a nice, wonderful Jewish mother who's imparting to their children values of Torah and mitzvahs and who to respect and how to respect and how to behave, that's an amazing thing. And we spoke about so, so many times about the role of the Jewish mother in the home, how she really sets the tone. She often could decide and 
consciously and unconsciously, the children pick up from her um, what she does, what she does do, how she talks, how she doesn't talk, and they learn and they gain from her. Therefore, it says the Satmar Rebbe in this week's parish, unfortunately, this child did not have the best of role models. And it did not allow him to see a way to live life like a proper Yid. And I think this connects to the beginning of the parish. In the beginning of the parish, the Torah tells us the idea of Emma of Amarta. Say to your children how to behave. The idea of be mechanach your children. The Torah is contrasting the beginning of the parish. We're talking in a positive way. Be mechanach your children. Teach the small kehanim not to go where they're not allowed to go. And teach all our children to do the right thing. And the Torah fast forwards in the end of the parish. But look what happens if you're not mechanach properly, chas b'shalom. If you're not giving over the right value to your children, it could somehow cause them to stray. It can cause them to go so upset, so frustrated. It can cause them to even chas b'shalom be makal ha-kadosh baruch but I think perhaps another lesson that we need to take away from this story. This Ish Mitzri, this uh, Mikalel, didn't have a father figure in his life. His father was a Mitzri. He died already. He was killed. He was out of the picture. This child was growing up alone. The Torah is reminding us that the success of our children is not just a great mother. And sometimes, unfortunately, when there's tragedy, the, a great mother has to step up and be a great father also. And many, many women in our history have done that. Because the situation required them to step up and be both mother and father, and they've done amazing jobs. But in, in, in a preferred situation, we need to have two parents, mother and father, working together to raise children. They need both parties, and Nebuchadnezzar Mikalo didn't have a father in the picture. It was just his mother. So even if his mother would have done the best job in the world, she was still working much harder to raise the son when she didn't have a father in the picture. Terry was reminding us that proper way to be mechanic is not just a mother, not just a father, it's both. When both parents are working together on the same page, same values, same wants, to raise their children, that's when we can see success in our children. And that again contrasts the beginning of the parish where the Torah reminds us, teaching to be mechanach, your children, the mitzvah of chinach, according to many, is on both parents, both mother and father. But even if there's no mitzvah of chinach on, on, on the mother, there's definitely a mitzvah of chinach on the father. Say, today it's so hard. Fathers are very busy, a lot of responsibilities. They don't always have time for their children. Sometimes they put their children second, they have panasa, then they have their learning and their growth. It's, it's a hard balance. And I don't know a perfect answer for anyone. Everyone has their situation. But we have to remind ourselves, thinking that the wife will take care of everything doesn't work. The Torah is showing us in this week's prayer, you need to have an active mother and an active father. Both imbuing into the home, into the children, a chashivah Torah. And that's perhaps... <clears throat> We need to keep in mind as we read this on the uh, leading up to Shavuos, we want to be a the Torah. We want to be a wholesome Jew, a full Jew. A full Jew needs needs so much involvement. You know, we say as an educator, we tell parents that it's a team, the educators and the parents. But even in the parents, it's a team. It's mother and father together working hard to get their children where they want them to be, to produce a child that they're proud of, to make sure that their children and grandchildren even and great-grandchildren are going in a path that makes their parents proud, their grandparents proud, but ultimately a Kodesh Baruch proud. It takes work. It takes teamwork. And both parties have to be in, in, involved. Both parties have to be invested in order to make it work. Mr. Hashem, we should take the message from this week's parasha. We should appreciate the roles that we have as parents or perhaps even appreciate the roles of our parents. Last week was just Mother's Day. What exactly the Torah's outlook on Mother's Day, we're not going to get into that, but it's definitely worth acknowledging the role of our, everyone's mother in their life who helped them become who they are, helped them raise them to who they are. We should be grateful and appreciative on the same regard. We should have to remember that it's a team effort. We need to work together. <coughs> Excuse me. When we realize what it means to raise our children, 
what it means to appreciate our job as mechanchem, as parents, is Hashem should be zaycheh to work together and to raise a generation of children that we're proud of, Akhresh Baruch is proud of, raise a generation that will be zaycheh to bring Mashiach, to greet Mashiach, have a wonderful Shabbos.